Heartfelt Medium Show, a podcast that empowers and inspires you to connect with your own spiritual truth. Hi, I'm Rochelle Gaiman, and I'm an author, psychic medium, speaker, and I conduct workshops on multiple topics, including the mechanics of mediumship. My goal and purpose is really to help you to step into your divine purpose by integrating the spiritual principles with the physical world. Here at the Heartfelt Medium Show, we're interviewing Bonnie Bird today, which I'm so excited to do this with Bonnie. She's such a great friend, and she's helped me with a lot of healing and so forth. And she's a wonderful healer, certified hypnotherapist, quantum healer, does a lot of work with the angel, ascended masters, as well as Akashic Record Reads. And Bonnie, it is my honor and pleasure to have you on the show today. This is really exciting. One thing that I do know is that you're such a blessing. And your website is what? They can find me on Sisters of Love and Light okay. on Facebook. And then my website's on there. Okay, perfect. Sisters of Love and Light. That's wonderful. All right, Bonnie. When I recorded the Empath podcast, I had you in mind when I was talking about a lot of things because I know people who first start out with their intuitive development a lot of times are empathic and they don't understand what's coming at them. And I know that from a little girl, and we talked about this, you know, before about our mutual experiences being empathic and, and what that has meant and some of the things that you went through as a kid. And I think that this would be very helpful to our listeners where they have maybe experienced some of the things and then what you did to try to work and overcome it. Maybe take us through that journey. Well, when I was real little, and I would say between three and four, that's my earliest memories, is I would have, it first started with I would just hear voices. I would hear like, we lived in a, we lived in a haunted house, but I don't know that it was it was just an old couple every night they would be, he would be helping him up the step, his wife up the stairs. And he would say, be careful, watch your step. And she would be talking to him and it would just be a regular conversation, but being a child and hearing all this and no one ever got to the top of the stairs and you could hear the stairs creaking. Here's me running through the house to run and jump into my parents' bed. Cause I was like scared to death because I didn't understand it. And when I would tell my parents that I was hearing these things, they would say, oh, you're, it's your imagination. There's nothing out there. They would take me to the stairwell. Nothing's there, you know, but I would think, yeah, you can't see it. You can hear it. Right. <laughs> and so, but, but then the older I got, the more gifts started coming in. So then it got where they could, they would actually come and show me how they died through dreams. And I, I thought I would always be the person running and it happening to me. So I didn't understand that somebody was trying to show me something. All I knew was that I was having nightmares, and I was scared to death of it. So I would tell my parents about it, and they would just say, oh, it's not real, it's not real. They, they couldn't understand why I was having so many different kinds of scary dreams like that. I would, I'd be afraid for it to get nighttime, because I knew that if I went to sleep, this would happen. And it was sad because there was nobody around me that could explain what it was. And eventually, I just prayed to God for it to go away, for it to stop. But the sad part was the stuff that didn't scare me, like 
playing outside, playing with the fairies, playing with talking to the angels. When you shut your spiritual gifts down, it all shuts down. Yeah. So then I was, I went through a lonely, sad feeling like I was alone and, you know, just feeling like nobody cared about me. And so it was a long, lonely childhood because I didn't understand my gifts. So it's so important for people to really understand what your children are going through and really talk to them about their gifts and really explain what angels are, what guides are. And I didn't even know myself that those nightmares were them showing me that they passed until I was in my 20s and I started accepting my gifts back when they were coming back online. And then I had that happen to me again. And then it was explained to me by my guides that they are showing you how they pass because they want you to help them to the light. And it was because I didn't have the fear anymore because I had read so many books. I'd been searching, trying to figure out why my childhood was like that. Yeah. That, um, that finally I came to the conclusion that, oh, this is what they were doing. And then I actually talked a few of them to the light before I figured out, oh, my gosh, how easy is that? You know, you bring their, you bring Jesus again at past their mother or whoever, and they just walk into the light and you, you, you've got to coach them a little bit, but it's, it's nothing like it had to be. But as a child, I don't, I don't know why, how you would even know how to deal with that. I mean, I guess me, if I had a child that was talking to me like that, was saying that this was happening to them, I guess I would ask them to ask God to have boundaries with guides and angels, put up boundaries until they're old enough to understand, but still tell them that it wasn't anything that was trying to harm them, that, you know, it's just gifts that you don't understand yet. And for now, you need to put some boundaries up. That's really good advice, Bonnie. That is really, you know, different than the way that I grew up. I grew up where everybody was embracing it. And when I had these things, people would listen. They just didn't know how to interpret it. And I would kind of do the same thing where I was sleeping with one eye open, you know, where, you know, you're just kind of looking out of the corner yeah, of your eye. Coming next. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Until I had uh, an experience where an angel appeared into my room. And I mean, it was full winged, everything flying around my room. And it was such peace. And, and I saw it and it was, I could feel the peace, but then I got afraid. And as soon as I got afraid, it disappeared. Because I don't think that they want us to be in fear. You know, right. they want us right. to be in love. But, you know, your point about boundaries, I think, is really important. That's something that you and I both teach. And it's a place where you can maintain unconditional love and maintain that love vibration so you don't step into fear because love and fear can't exist in the same space. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and so with that, boundaries are something that you can have an agreement with your guides and say, OK, I don't want someone bothering me, a spirit person between 10 at night and six in the morning. That's my time. And you lay that out. And unless there's a, a dire emergency, I don't want to be bothered. And that kind of gives someone the feeling of security and knowing that they have dominion over all of this. Well, I have boundaries now that they have to ask. They have to say, can you help me? They can't just give me their story and show me how they were murdered or killed or whatever happened to them. Yeah. I have to say, can you help me? And I, it can't take me off guard. But see, I had grown through that in order to understand how to do that. 
I, as a child, I wouldn't have known that without someone guiding me to do that. Yeah. And I kind of experienced the same thing. Even though my aunt was this famous psychic medium, one of the things that she always said to me was, what are you sensing and what are, what are you feeling? And I don't think that I was, you know, in touch with my feelings, or I certainly couldn't describe what that meant, especially as a child. But I was getting visions and I could see something. So I was more clairvoyant, you know. And so for me to describe, you know, what I was sensing or feeling, I couldn't have done that. Yeah, for sure. You know. Um, I, I know. And, and, and it makes for a hard childhood because you're living it in fear. Right. And I did. And it, my childhood was really sad yeah. and scary. And I was always afraid of everything. Um, I remember before I, st before I started having the dreams, I was just innocent. Like, you know, my family members would come over and I would just, I would pick up on how they were feeling because I was empathic. And all of a sudden I'd feel that they were sad. And I would say, you know, God loves you. And there's no reason to be sad because God's there for you. And I would just go into this little sermon, this little kid. They they didn't really like me pointing it out. The adults didn't. Yeah. And so my, you know, it was back in the day when kids were silent. They weren't heard. Right. You know? Right. And and so I would get in trouble for saying things like that to people. And so I, I finally decided that what I said wasn't important, and I needed to be quiet. And that's another thing you should never do to a child, because all I was doing is sharing God's love, and I didn't mean any harm. You know, they just misunderstood. They just didn't want their problems out there in front of everybody. They were hiding. But I could see behind the mask. Yeah. Yeah, it's really funny. My mother used to say the same thing. She says, truth out of the mouth of, out of, the mouth of babes. And, uh, yes. that's, and she would laugh. But, you know, we certainly don't have our life stories or our identity built yet that that information just comes through so strongly. And, you know, we're providing comfort and uh, and utilized by spirit to do that. And yeah. it's sad that, you know, you got in trouble for it, you know, because people didn't know how to take it. I My parents had bridge and they would have bridge night and they'd have all the card tables set up and I would um, be able to see everybody's cards by not, you know, seeing them, but I could actually see them and I started calling them out, out and then they decide to send me to bed because I was, <laughs> they did not like that at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 But you know, yeah. even going, being empathic, like if we could talk about a little bit about Bonnie, cause I know that you've experienced this where going out to the mall where there's huge crowds or, you know, going to a concert or going to, you know, like black Friday where everybody's out in the shopping malls and there's just all this energy and it's being bombarded. You know, there are people that have high level of anxiety and even PTSD based on certain life experiences, but being empathic. And one of the things that I want to do is just validate the people that have this, that, and not, and even during COVID, how we're tapping into that collective consciousness of fear and uncertainty about our future and, and really doubtful instead of being hopeful. And as an empath, you can tap into that universal consciousness that exists out there and then what to do about it. And, and I think that you've done a beautiful job of overcoming being empathic and that anxiety. And, you know, was it through healing? Was it through learning about your gifts? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, I think that it's learning about your gifts and you learn about your gifts through learning about energy you know you learn how it flows 
you learned that you're in control of the flow. Your consciousness can direct it in any direction you want it to go in. So you are in with the flow. You know, you're in, you're, it's almost like a marriage. You're in with the flow. You, you work together with the flow of your own energy. But when you have fear, that just brings the flow down and that just binds it. And it makes you be afraid of everything around you. But fear comes from not being able to understand. If you don't understand your gifts, then you're afraid. That's like one of the lowest energies you could have. And so it brings your frequency down. Right. So, and, so and, learning about your gifts, understanding about your gifts, knowing how it works, and then understanding that your gifts works the way your gifts works and not like anybody else because you have to build a communication with your guides and your angels and even with your own innate body. So you do that through energy. You learn what it feels like when a truth comes out. You know, when you speak a truth, if you get goosebumps or your heart swells or uh, you know that that resonates with your heart, you know that, that that's your truth. Um, that's all energy. Yeah. Um, if you, you say somebody says something to you that feels really sad and it goes way down into your solar plexus or even lower into your sacral, you know that what they're saying is not your truth and it's, it's fear-based. And so you just kind of use your emotions as a barometer in order to know whether or not that you're being involved in something that's either going to rise your energy or lower your energy. Yeah. And so... And you know, Bonnie, to that point, when we were talking about the flow of energy, you know, we can get bombarded and not know where our energy starts and somebody else's stops, right? And that's why all of a sudden we might have this anxiety attack too, because all of a sudden yeah. we're feeling things that really aren't ours and that we have been bombarded. I know that in my career, for example, I would be around people and all of a sudden I would feel like this fear and this anxiety and I would just react to it and I thought it was me and I had to learn that those were not my feelings those were somebody else's that I was sensing they came into my energy field and I read that but I made the mistake of owning those feelings when they're they weren't mine at all right and the only way that you'll know that is to learn about your energy field to learn about the auric field to learn about all your light bodies Learn about all your chakras. Go real in depth into what you're made up of and understand that you can bring your auric field in just by, because it go, your innate body does exactly what you think. So if you say bring it in, it brings it in. You know, when I teach flow classes, I talk about angel, angel wings, because it's easier to imagine bringing your angel wings in when you feel like you need to protect yourself a little bit against harsh energies or let your angel wings soar put them out there so that you can feel God's love, feel feel everything that you want to feel around you. But because of being empathic, there is times when you have to think about bringing your wings in, you know, bringing mm -hmm. it closer to your body. Yeah, um, that's a great, that's a great analogy because there is a flow around the body, in the body and through the body, through the, what, you know, is known as the chakras, which I consider our energy centers or even portals into you know, the divine into this infinite creative intelligence. And, but the flow really helped me, you know, understanding the flow of energy, because once you learn that energy, frequency, and vibration, those are the keys in that, you know, like you said, there are different aspects of self, the emotional body, the etheric body, which is your aura, 
And then, you know, your emotional body and all of these different things and managing those different aspects of yourself. Right. And I think with my growth, when I came into doing this, you know, I had a message. Jesus told me to make a list of how the energy worked. And he, and he gave me a list of things and I wrote them all down. And then I started researching everything. And that's how I came up with the flow of life energy classes. And I believe that through doing the research, I learned myself. I learned for myself how to be in the higher frequency, be able to hear the angels, be able to, you know, even though I would get hit or miss messages, it was by teaching the class, I also learned. I cognized that information and it helped me really understand where I came from and what was going on with my spiritual path. And I think everyone, if they go into that information, anywhere they get it. I mean, you can find it on the internet, anywhere. It's in your mediumship book. It's everywhere. Right. So if you go into that information and understand yourself in that way, then you're really, really going to tap into who you really are. And the fear leaves. There's no place for fear when you have information and you understand who you are. Yeah, that's that's so true, Bonnie. And, you know, the flow of energy is really important because, you know, a lot of people, even when they're starting their psychic journey or their mediumship journey or their spiritual journey, and, you know, a lot of mediums will say, connect, well, how do you connect? And they just say, I don't know, I just do. And I, I always think that that's an unfair statement because there are people, you know, first of all, you set your intention But it's the flow of energy, it's connecting to that higher vibration, that God source, that all of a sudden you're lifted up and you've sent your energy up and all around you it becomes lighter and it's that love vibration that is that makes you connect. All of a sudden you know that you're connected, it's just a shift, that's all it is. And when you start to understand the flow of energy, you will feel the change. And it's a subtle, but as you work with it, it becomes more tangible. Yeah, and more, more precise. And you can feel it. You can actually feel it because you're looking for it. And then it starts to expand and grow. Well, it works with your consciousness mm-hmm. and it works with your imagination. Yes. When you first start imagining the energy coming down from, because you always connect to the father and you connect to the mother earth and then you connect it to your own energies. When you start feeling that energy coming down, you just say the energy is coming down. The more that you imagine, you know, you imagine like a waterfall or something coming down, you're teaching yourself to feel it through your imagination. Imagination is what is another form of energy that the angels and your guides and higher energy guidance will use. It's another thing that they will use is your imagination. So it's not just your imagination because you're creating something with that. That's your huge creator piece. When you even create things in the world, it starts with your imagination. You have to imagine imagine it first. And a lot of times, too, they say it's thought, but I think thought and imagination are totally two different things. Thought is kind of logical or analytical, where if you start to utilize your imagination, that's where spirit speaks to us. And then we go, oh, it was that, did that really happen? You know, even though I saw it in my imagination. Well, I really challenge you and say, yes, it did. And that you allow that to get louder and louder. And 
And having that imagination is really important because you can then start to see the flow of energy in your mind's eye, in your imagination. And that's where spirit speaks to us. It's not like out in front of us, we get glimpses, but there are things in our head, like when we start to imagine, for example, a ocean and all of a sudden we see an ocean in our mind well we just created that in our mind and the same thing with imagination like what you use the example Bonnie of the waterfall and what I started doing was practicing the flow of energy so if I think about running energy over my body I can start to feel uh, you know and I start to create that I can actually feel the flow of the energy going all over my body and running all over my body and just being in tune with that. Yeah. And, yeah, and you have another it. thing that you practice is just a spiral going around you too. So yeah. you can practice energy feeling that way or you practice it coming up your body too. Right. So I mean, you just practice whatever way energy can come in and the more you use your imagination and use whatever it is you have in your consciousness the more it becomes real because you're cognizing what it really actually feels like. It's almost like you're drawing up a directive with your innate. Utilizing your body as a barometer. I love that because as you're running the energy, you also have to kind of sense and feel what's happening around you as well. And so you you have to be in the state of mind where you're open so you can actually feel it. You can feel the energy running. I usually talk about it being love energy and feeling the love all around you. That's the flow of this energy that is so beautiful. And don't be afraid. Like when you're in a place where you're not feeling love energy, it's there's something going on with ask some questions is there something going on with me today no i feel fine then then the next logical thing is this isn't mine okay so i now release it to be healed you know release it into the earth or release it to the heavens whichever way you want to do it right right. send love out yeah yeah yeah, that's, that's really good, Bonnie. Yeah, utilizing your body as a barometer. And through this whole process, what we have to start out with, don't you think, is trust, trust trusting spirit, that they're giving us the right information. We can trust spirit because they are bound by universal and spiritual law. So as a result, they're not going to lead us astray. They're going to... It's always going to make sure that it's right for you. Yeah, exactly. And, and trust your heart. Yeah. Trust your heart. Your heart's what, that's where your feelings are. That's where your emotions are. So you're trusting your heart when you're trusting your emotions. Yeah. More than your logical mind that'll try to pick it apart and make it something that it's not. Just because it's doing it out of fear. But your logical mind wants to make everything stay the same. It thinks if everything stays the same that you're okay. But if it but it doesn't like change. But in, in the spiritual world, it's all about manifestation it's all about change it's always all about you know being that butterfly you know going from moving into that higher energy and so you just have to realize the difference between who's talking to you because i'll say to myself oh that's not my heart that's my mind let's let that go yeah 
Well, and then to your point, too, I believe that meditation and the flow of energy is the foundation for all of this. And once we start to learn this, then we can step in. It's a journey into oneself, but I know my intuition and my empathic, I would hear, no, don't go that way. But I would have to find out why I shouldn't have gone that way. And it ended up being a disaster. And so when it comes to listening to spirit and trusting the information that you're getting. That's where I think we all want to be because I don't have to find out the outcome. I just trust what they're telling me and it's not to go that way. And the more I listen and the more I trust myself and I trust spirit, the better things turn out. Really, The easier it flows. Yes, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's really great. Yeah. So I think the key for a lot of people is practicing running that energy. If you can just close your eyes and just run it from the ground up and then from your head all the way down and just feel that energy and run it. You can get a sense of that, you know, but like you you said, and then practice breathing it up. Your breath is another thing. Yeah. The breath moves the energy too. Yeah, exactly. Breathe in, you breathe in in the light, and when you release, you're releasing all energies that no longer serves you. So once you've got that in your mind, yes, every time you do that, that's what you're doing. Absolutely. And so you're releasing tightness, tension, whatever is not your highest and best, that's what you're releasing through the breath. And you can actually feel when you breathe and you start to run that energy, how you will feel is you should feel lighter, right? Yeah. Lighter, and you'll feel the love energy all around you, and you'll be in the moment. What do you do if you pick up somebody's energy that is not yours, and all of a sudden you're feeling this way? We have to release it, right? So talking about grounding and clearing. So, Bonnie, you want to – I learned it from you, so you want to share that with us? First, I wanted to finish that thought on breathing. It's another way to move the energy is imagine that the breath, that all of your chakras are just like breathing in the energy, just like your mouth is. So you're breathing it in through all your chakras and you're breathing it out through all your chakras. Good point. Especially your heart. You want want to breathe and breathe out. Also, yeah, moving on to the when it's somebody else's energy and you ask yourself those questions. So you could just go out onto the earth, put your feet on the earth and take a deep breath and say, I release this. Because it has a lot to do with what your intentions are. I release this into the light. I release it into the earth. Be healed. Anytime you release something, you always say to be healed. Because you don't want to send it out to your neighbors or send it anywhere. You want to heal it. And then you always replace what you send out. So then you bring in the light afterwards. You just breathe in the light all the way through your system. You know, and then there's there's other times when it's just not you ran into their emotions, you may run into vampires. That's another thing. When you run into someone who doesn't know how to make their own energy, so they hook into your energy. So they take these little, like, they look like tree roots to me, and they kind of hook it into your energy. Because haven't you ever had a conversation with somebody over and over again, and you walked away exhausted, but they felt better? Yes. Because they wanted your advice, but they weren't really... They're not consciously knowing they're doing it. Right. All they know is they feel better after talking to you. So they keep coming back to you and hook into your energy. And as you're talking to them, they're just totally draining you. They can leave it there and it be constantly draining. So if you don't, you have to learn to do hygiene for your own energetic body. So you have to every night before you go to bed, say that you're cutting all cords, that isn't for your highest best. 
Because, I mean, you have cords to your kids and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. just want to say, we're not your highest best. And then a lot of people call him Michael because Michael likes to help you with that stuff. Mm -hmm. Michael. And he'll clear it. And then you can ask him to send the violet flame. And you can even ask for the affinity sign to run through it, which will clear you in all directions in time. And then you just cut the cords, but make sure that you imagine that you're dissolving or removing all of the roots. And I mean, you have a different way of doing it because everybody has a way that they do it with their guides and angels. Then you just fill it back up with light or green energy or some sort of healing energy. And you send back all energy that doesn't belong to you, cleared and cleansed. And you breathe back all your energy that you've given out to people, clear and cleanse. And that's what you should do every night before you go to bed. Because everywhere you go, you're leaving a little bit of your energy with everybody you talk to. What's your way of doing it, Rochelle? So the way that I do it is kind of similar where I imagine the person in front of me. And there's like this cord or even a pipe that looks cloudy. And, you know, all this energy is going towards them. And... I just send them love and light, you know, this is no longer serving me and that they really need to get their energy and love from the light, just like I do. And so I ask Archangel Michael to come in and he takes his sword and he cuts the cord. This cord is usually going from the solar plexus to the other person. That's what I imagine. And then Archangel Michael then plugs the other person's end into the light and then I have my guardian angels come and remove the cord from my solar plexus and all the roots and everything. And then they take their hand over it and then they heal it. So it's there's no longer any remnants or anything and everything is cleared. And I send that person to the light knowing that their angels have them. You know, this gets into a whole other subject when we're talking about emotional vampires this gets into toxic and codependent relationships and the more you spend on your spiritual journey and you spend in meditation and you start to develop the relationship with your source the more you are able to observe instead of reacting to the world and then you can see certain things that you haven't seen before and it's a whole new dynamic in which there's codependent and interdependent and if we get our energy from source, which is God, the infinite creative intelligence, it's going right out to that other person. I didn't know about cutting cords and I didn't know that I could control my energy. And I just felt like drained all the time, like somebody was sucking the life out of me. But as I learned how to manage this more effectively, I also learned about codependent relationships and I also learned about them having their own energy, me having my own energy, and what the difference was between helping and enabling. And helping is where you keep the wholeness of who you really are. Enabling, there's a fine line. It's where all of a sudden you're leaving aspects of yourself everywhere and you're feeling drained. And it's okay to call back your energy. Obviously, we all want to serve, right? But it's also about being able to give of yourself and allowing it to come through source and then calling back our energy when we're done. You bring up a good point because we all want to serve, yeah. but we serve with God's energy. We don't serve with our personal energy. That's right. That's two separate things. And you're not ever supposed to give of your own energy. You're a channel to the God energy 
and you can help them with that. Right. And teach them how to connect for themselves, and you also can send God energy through through your body to them as you're working with them. You should never ever give them your personal energy. That's ever. that that's right, and you know it's challenging because I do see. People and I have experience where people are in, for example, an abusive relationship and they say, oh, but I love him, but I hate it when he does that. And it gets so confusing because the essence of someone's spirit is different than how they're acting and they're acting through their life stories and their filters. And we have to be honest with ourselves, is that working for me? And that this person actually is a life lesson that is showing you how to fully love yourself. And once we get that, that we stop looking for love outside of us, and we start to look for the love within us, then we become more accepting and loving and caring, and we attract accepting, loving, and caring people. Right, because it's just like when you are, it's like magnet. When you're loving yourself, you attract love. Right. And when you don't love yourself, you're pushing love away. That's right. And so you'll just get people who are codependent and wants to be in that lower energy, and that's what you're attracting to yourself. And you don't want that. You want right. You want to know that you get your love from yourself and from your source. Not from somebody else can't fix you. Well, and I always believe that it's like a trick, like so. If you don't like yourself and or you don't love yourself and you're looking for love for somebody to complete you, you're actually it's like a trick, like right? So you're attracting someone who can't love, who can't love you the way that you totally want, and you end up settling for crumbs instead of the whole cake. That's usually what happens. And but if we can understand the fullness of loving ourselves. And then that's when we start to attract that person who is loving and caring and we're putting out love and we're projecting love. That's what's going to attract the person that is loving and the wholeness of someone versus someone who is um, toxic and dysfunctional. So it's really key when we enter into a marriage that we have to be in a place of ourself because really marriage is a spiritual journey too. I mean, this person's going to be reflecting all of your stuff and you get mad at them, but really it's all within you. And that's what most people don't realize. Well, another thing too is all relationships, even your friends. Yeah. Even all relationships, yeah. you know, because if you're needy, 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 and you're always, you're not doing your own work, and you're not trying to help yourself, then the person, other person's energy gets tired. Yeah. So eventually, they're like, not wanting to take your calls, or not wanting to hang out with you. Yeah, so. and again, it's, it's on the same subject, right, Bonnie? It's got to be a mutual exchange of energy, and it's got to be loving, caring, and supportive. A friendship should be that. It should not be... Well, I have friends, for example, that I know they're very busy and I'm busy too. And when we pick up the phone and call each other, it's like, oh my God, and we just pick up where we left off. We don't sit there and go, oh, you haven't called me for, you know, so-and-so and trying to put out all that guilt because everybody's doing the best that they can. And that's, you don't want to do that to your friends. You just got to know that they're doing the best that they can. There's no such thing as time. If you love somebody. Yeah. What is the difference whether you didn't talk for a month or two? Or right. Well, you know, and I always said that relationships are like a rubber band. They expand and contract, you know, based on all kinds of factors. 
But that doesn't mean that, you know, and you just pick up where you left off. It's not about placing guilt or blame or any of that because it's about if you're in the wholeness of who you are, you still love that person and they're supportive and caring and loving of you. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you just you just get busy and it has nothing to do with anybody. Right. You're just so busy that you don't have time to pick the phone up, but it doesn't mean you're not thinking about them. That's you're right. Not, you're not sending them love in your heart, you know. Right. You physically do everything, you know. Yeah. Oh, Bonnie, this has been so good. We talked about the flow of energy and aspects of ourselves and really the flow of energy and meditation and how it really can build the wholeness of who we really are. And I think we've we've covered it as far as looking at empathy, the flow of energy, the aspects of ourselves, and all those things that can help people. I know that you've been a tremendous teacher for me and healer in different aspects of my life. And I'm just so grateful for that. And I'm so thankful that you have agreed to be on the show with us today. I feel grateful to be here. And I feel thankful that you're in my life. You don't, you don't realize what joy you bring to my life. You're such a sweet, beautiful lady. And I just feel blessed to be here. And I thank you for having me here. Oh, you're very welcome, Bonnie. It's such a, I just wish we had more time. I know I'm going to invite you on more podcasts because I just know that you you have a wealth of knowledge. And as we bring new concepts to people and we start to build on the foundation of what we're starting right now, I'll bring you back because there's a lot of in-depth knowledge that you could share with us as we're going through our journeys. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. I'm Rochelle Gaiman, and this is the Heartfelt Medium. Stay tuned. Please feel free to check out my website at rochellegaiman.com to order the Heartfelt Medium, developing your mediumship naturally. We'll see you soon.